0: To change my virtual. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dimzik, powered by Bet Spurts.
1: Welcome to the Deep Dive. Andy, what's happening, man?
0: Oh, just it's nice out. Like, the weather's nice. I just want to day drink every day and Mm. be in a canoe. And, like, it's crazy how the weather affects you like that. Like, as soon as it's warm out, like, I want to be drunk in a canoe fishing and not at work. Maybe a kayak even. They make those nice kayaks with the fishing rod holders.
1: Well, I'm All glad right. it's that's nice it. out where you are. Um, yeah, that's where this, my that's where my life the, uh, is right now. Yeah, the sun uh, the sun's proverbially set on my NBA season. So uh, even though it is a nice day here today, uh, I'm a little bit down in the dumps.
0: We could uh, couldn't we just add some
1: more futures? Uh, I mean, the Suns' futures aren't going to cash at this point. No, I know, but we can add, <laughs> add,
0: let's add futures to other teams.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, at this point, if you don't already have best price back. on a bunch of these, <laughs> then, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess. Um,
0: Ooh, and Brett says, happy Canterbury Park opening week. That's how shitty the weather is in Minnesota over the course of a year. Not weather, climate. It is May 16th. That's when we finally start live racing up here. That's about that's about par for the course. It's usually Mother's Day ish, somewhere around there. So, yes, excited to. I might even. I still have a little bit left in the TVG, despite how poorly the Derby went. I was unable to bet all of it. So maybe I'll bet some Canterbury. I'm not going to make it up there this weekend, but that's always a fun weekend. <laughs> is uh, Santa Anita rolling? I'm sure.
1: Probably, yeah. I think the spring meet starts in April and goes through June, but I don't 100% remember. Um, I usually just circle back with the fall racing for the California Treks. Um, but, yeah, the um, let's comment a little bit on the NBA season. Uh, the playoffs were going supremely well for me um, through... 1.975 <laughs> rounds <laughs> like we got to the air very tail end of round two uh, and the Suns did one of the more aggressively poor um, showings that I've ever seen in an elimination than um, any sport uh, let alone NBA it didn't care um, for their
0: uh, their effort level there
1: No, and then forget about the effort level it was just like a general shell-shocking that uh it's tough for me to wrap my head around I mean one week ago we were talking to AD I was not I was being 100 sincere every time I brought up concern about the Suns all along the way um during the Pelican series during the uh Mav series like the killer instinct the, the you know the flip the switch in the fourth quarter just was not there for that team in the playoffs like we saw it in the regular season. And it's a pretty classic. Another example of a team that peaked too early. Uh, they played their best basketball in January and February. You don't. They don't give you trophies. You, you, for that. I mean,
0: you said this a while ago. You said that you know there were there were concerns. Like it's still maybe. Hey, this is probably the best team, but peaking too early isn't just some stupid narrative. It is. You know there are teams that are able to coast a little down the stretch and then play their best basketball once April, May, June rolls around. So
1: Mavericks included I'm
0: like the Mavs and the Celtics kind of, Yeah. despite, despite well, what we saw going to seven there, like that was a tough series. Like you can't take anything away from the they Yeah. Fucking defending
1: champs. I don't think that it is an accident that the two teams that played into July last year in the Suns and the bucks were both eliminated in game sevens the way they were. I mean, the, the season last year was a grind. It was a compacted schedule. There was not a full off season. On top of the fact that they played a bunch of Olympic basketball, made things tough on all those guys who participated. Um, and then, you know, so going mellow, back to a titles. going back to a full season this year it was a tough adjustment for all these guys. And I think, um, you know, it's sad that uh, out, outside of the future equity lost and uh, the hole I've now put myself in. For, trying to dig out of, uh, for, you know, getting down on the Suns in the Calcutta. Um, it's sad that, uh, you know, the team that played as well and as hard as they did all throughout the regular season basically gets, you know, gets the opposite of a reward, you know, gets a has uh, to play through more adversity because they are tired because they didn't load manage um and you know there were some times you know they they were superlative team to sons were a superlative team to back game in game out throughout the regular season they were just dynamite and through the very difficult stretches their guys didn't take days off they played hard they still got covers like they were just a dynamic team um and to see it go down the way it was was tough and uh um yeah i still haven't really processed it what uh, what what did you see in the moment when you were watching that and when did you know it was over I
0: felt like Game Six. Oh, <laughs>
1: like, you were just, concerned. You were more was, concerned. Oh, okay.
0: I, I was very concerned. I, I'm just I, I, there was a lot of concerns on both, And honestly, I was more focused in on just like what's the what's the smart play in every game. I'm not sure I've ever cleaned up on a series like the Celtics series. Oh
1: yeah, no <laughs> just
0: it, you know the the again shout out to NBA or get the fuck out because everybody and, and got our friend Dogma who was publicly yeah. releasing those plays or you know in his newsletters and stuff he was like five yeah. and0 on that series. Oh, yeah. and none Crushed, of them were particularly close like and every, everything that people were you know all the commentary about that series was just nuts on like you said after the bucks stole that game like hey we're just taking Celtics money line the next one and of course that was uh that was one that got there easily last night got there easily. The Bucks. Unders, unders, uh, unders. The unders. The unders oh my God, what was the one I went the biggest on and it sucked because it's hard to get down bigger on these and they charge you extra for this sort of stuff was the first half under last night when good friend and recent guest uh, Spoon in Vegas mentioned how funny he thought the first half total was in the Suns game. And I'm like, Shit, that game's not for like three days. Is this where I'm not why I'm not good at basketball? Because <laughs> I'm not looking ahead at these games at all. Like that game's not until Sunday. It took me like three books to even find a first half total on that. And uh I betted it at under 107. That closed 104, 103 and a half.
1: Yeah, was it close?
0: Got to like 90. <laughs> no, it would was, it wasn't yeah. it didn't even, it was like what 57, 27? 72
1: points. Yeah. 57 yeah. 27, something like that. Yeah, How, yeah. 80,
0: 82, 84.
1: 80, yeah.
0: Yeah, we got I I remember sitting there thinking, I'm like, should I try to middle this? Uh, Let's not get cute. (laughs) I'd have felt I'd have felt really bad if I would have tried
1: to middle
0: that as after I watched the Sun score, you know, (sighs) not even get four touchdowns in the first half. But yeah,
1: yeah. No great series Um,
0: there. It's it's funny how we we kind of forget about the heat because that series has been over for a little bit and we've had some other good ones, but um I think Uh, general consensus is that's going to be a great series, and then the other one, and I think I didn't catch the actual clip of you saying it, but I saw something come across the timeline that your general thought process on Warriors Mavs is that price is a little heavy for a team that, honestly, they haven't looked great. That was a I mean... That was a two seed that almost lost to the Timberwolves probably should have lost in the first round to a Timberwolves team that just couldn't keep 30 point leads. So I don't know. What have the, what have the Warriors done to deserve that kind of price?
1: <laughs>
0: that's, that's, <laughs> I, I had, I know. had, I had two main questions know. for you is like, what? And the second one kind of piggybacks off that is yeah. when you were worried about the Suns early, yeah, and we didn't think, and this was at a point in time where we were convinced that, you know, the the Grizzlies might not make it out of the first round. We had no idea if the Mavs were going to do anything. I placed some Warriors to win the West at plus one fifty.
1: Okay,
0: wasn't a good price af- at certain points, but right now it is compared to what's available in the market.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're th- and I was I asked you this in the DMs. I said, don't tell me all and ask you on air, and I said. Yeah. There is plus 180, plus 190 out there where I could take about a 40% free win, like just 40% of my original stake. I could just I could just hedge out, take that, get it. Um, of course, the cash out button on that book is like at 38%, which is funny. That's p- proofs in the pudding on that. The other thought is let it ride because you have a great number.
1: Yeah,
0: Even if the market's wrong and it's a pick them, which would be incredibly wrong, I have a good number, or there is a Mavericks plus one and a half games. Yeah. Where you could essentially get to game seven and you're looking at getting both sides, both sides now.
1: Those are all very viable paths. There's not like a guaranteed answer. No, you
0: have to tell me which one to do, though. Um, I'm going to do it.
1: My recommend. So let's go back a little bit to the game sevens. Okay. Um the books in the market just was broken on those totals. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, they were they I get not adjusting sides for a seven game series like yeah. not making rapid unless, you know, let's say two stars are out or even one big star is out. That's where you make an adjustment. Like John ja misses games. Giannis would if Giannis were to miss a game. We'd make an adjustment. That's fine. But the totals, it it seems like they're really, really hesitant to make sweeping adjustments to uh, essentially what was their prior, the market's prior, whatever you want to call it. Where I guess if you start 10 points too high on your first game, why why books won't be afraid to just – it feels like there's – scared they're scared to be you know prisoners to the moment or it's like we can't take one game because it went way way under Mm -hmm. i think sometimes you know if one game goes way way under you're not just being like reactive to the result you got to look at why it went way way under and i think that's where a lot of you guys who watch and bet and analyze a lot of nba said like this these games aren't just going under because oh Bad luck, can't hit threes, fouls aren't getting called. They're going under because of everything else, the pace,
1: everything slows the, to a the, crawl.
0: Yeah, the way the, the way these defenses can play in the half court, and a bunch of other reasons. Yeah, and yeah, the market just never kind of caught up with everybody. There's a
1: premium People on every up. on a game seven, there's a premium in every, in every single possession from the tip. Uh, and when that's the case, the pace explodes to the under, <laughs> like it's so 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 much slower than. Uh, what you would normally expect, and yeah, the you know the the general kind of nature arc of a seven game series is you try stuff, whatever works. The other team's making adjustments to to make it less effective. So there's a downward trend in total points scored as the series goes on. Anyway, um, and because of the general uh, you know anchoring of the previous games totals in the series at some point they just can't make them low you know can't make them any low any lower anymore and that's kind of what they ran into with both the first half and full game unders for the game sevens on sunday um and i think realistically it's uh it's there's a similar situation that exists for the game ones for the team that's turning around on less rests
0: yeah considerably less for yeah
1: And um, you can look at the, you can look at the two markets that are up right now and recognize and expect that there is some tax to back the dogs, right? I'm so taxed to back the favorite, the home team with more rest. There's some tax there. You don't know what it is, but if they, you know, in a completely neutral game two, you're not going to get these, these two prices for sides. Right, Boston and, and Dallas will come up a little bit.
0: So, what's, right? what's your dream scenario for an, maybe not an overreaction to the opener, but an overreaction to the betting market that you could take advantage of? I'm saying that
1: I'm saying that I have, despite there being, you know, kind of a little bit of attacks, I'm saying that You're fine I, betting it anyway. So, yeah, I'm this is favorite or pass for both of these games. Okay. okay? And especially for that heat Celtics game, which you have Celtics on a one day turnaround from that super physical series against the bucks. Now going to play a heat team that, you know, he'd have, have they've been banged up. Kyle Lowry's not hundred percent. He may not play, um, you know, Max Struces. Uh, they been in the ice pass for three days. PJ Tucker's dealing with an injury, but they've been manipulating the injury report all playoffs long. So I don't know how much I buy into any of that stuff. Um, and ultimately the, uh, um, the you know the Celtics are in a terrible 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 spot in that game and so the fact that's the you know heater minus one and a half point favorites that's an easy easy bet um to make the bet just because there's you know that they can't get the they can't get the correct the correct fatigue and, you know, value built into that number. It's just, you're, you're going to get, you're going to get resistance at some point, especially everybody's so excited to bet the Celtics. Like it's just, it's already come back down to like from two and a half, from two to one and a half. So, um, is, you know, isn't there just that a that weird market's going to not gonna get that price right. Um, isn't
0: there just a weird distribution of results where like, there's a lot of cases where if the heat win, they, they win by margin. Up,
1: absolutely. A, absolutely. A close in any game, game a close in any game one, yeah yeah close game, game one,
0: banging banging in the lane late like uh, you're gonna see oh this game's close late oh the heat won by nine
1: yeah like it's just yeah. the other any, the entire team any is game one there is an enormous right uh, playoff games do not fit the same distribution of regular season game they just don't like there's the, the end of game is always unique depending on what where you are in the series and all that um and so the market's going to make mistakes and i think for sure that one is a mistake and Um, the other game, which is the series, you were more inclined to evaluate what to do. Um, yeah. So, so basically if you have a Miami heat five to one ticket in your pocket, because of that whole analysis, we broke down of the heat, having an easier path to get here. I, you sit tight, like let game one play out, uh, let things break your way, uh, and then reevaluate the markets. Once game two opens up, if you have a warrior's ticket, you can do somewhat the same thing. And I think um, if there if if that same angle comes into play, and you know basically the I'm I am asserting that the Warriors are inflated, perception wise they're being priced like the 2017 Warriors when they're not. And, and the team was good though. That team was good. This team's fine. They're good, but they're not that team. But the names are all names you recognize, and so they're getting some sort of weird kind of um, you know just gold-plated respect from the market which is not necessarily deserved in my opinion um and i think realistically the you know the mavericks may not win game one because of the situation they're in coming off of that game seven um but almost certainly if you see the same prices open for game two and beyond and this market is anchored to a you know, the the um Warriors yeah, are two and me. a half if if the market is anchored to the Warriors are two and a half points better on a neutral, that's not correct, in my opinion. These two teams are very, very close. And I may even at some point in this series decide that I think actually the Mavericks are better on a neutral. It's that close, depending on the fitness of some of the in the form of some of the Warriors shooters, especially. Um and so I think realistically your best bet is to just take the Mavs and the points except for game one, just at anytime you get them, just take the Mavs and the points all series long. And I think ultimately your middle shot of the, you know, Warriors winning game one, winning game seven, and getting a couple other ones in there, that's realistic. And I think, uh, you know, getting involved with Mavs at plus one and a half games, if you want like a, a, a safety net ish type of position, that's mm-hmm. fine too. Um, but uh, I think you can wait and make your Mavs bets after game one. Not because I have high conviction that they're gonna lose game one, but just you know, they're six point dogs. Somewhere um, between
0: somewhere between between game ones and fives, there's gonna be a, a better number.
1: Yeah. yeah somewhere somewhere fun. in
0: that mix, there's gonna be a better number than what we have right now.
1: Yeah, right. And I think ultimately the mavs are the right side and you wanna get them at some point, you definitely wanna protect whatever your stake was on that Warriors plus one fifty.
0: Yeah, it's kind of what Um, I was just looking to do. I almost just said, fuck it, I should just buy out of this. But yeah, I mean,
1: like of the two series and of the two playoff runs we've seen to this point, the Mavs are very legit. Luka Doncic is playing top three in the world right now type quality of basketball. The role players around them are all doing their jobs effectively, and they match up well just in terms of their style of basketball and the players they'll have on the court against a Warriors team.
0: Have you mind. ever, yeah, and that leads me to have you ever smoked out of a hookah?
1: Uh many times, yeah. Yeah. I I never For got sure. better at basketball. Hookah bar? Yeah. Been, yeah been well, not, bar, not like a hookah
0: bar, but like a hookah in the back room of a party, I guess. Kind of oh thing. yeah,
1: sure, that too. Sure. But yeah.
0: yeah, like uh oh no, that was his off season diet. Yeah. That's what so. he was Like this guy's just fucking around and not getting in shape. Maybe the play yourself in the shape thing is a thing.
1: Well, maybe, I mean, maybe
0: it doesn't work when he's thirty. But
1: yeah, it definitely it worked. It worked fine this year. In fact, the fact that he was a little, um, you know, a little less wear on his tires, I think was was good. And the exact opposite of the sun's peaking too early, Luca was peaking as we got to the business end of the season, uh, and that's dangerous. He's playing unbelievably well right now, and. Uh, Yeah, the fact that he's getting the fact that he kind of got one other role player to do something good offensively throughout that Sun series was kind of the difference. You know, like the random shoot, you know, explosion offensively from Maxi Kleber and Dinwiddie in game seven. And, um, you know, Jalen Brunson wasn't even really a factor (laughs) in that Sun series, but he's going to be a factor in this Golden State series. Um, Golden State has some defensive liabilities on the floor that the Suns did not. Uh, Golden State has uh, a little bit more fragile offense because they rely so heavily on the three point shot, and some of their shooters are not shooting the ball especially well right now. Um, I can see the Mavericks being able to play Draymond off the court to a degree in this series, if we're being honest. Like Draymond's defense and what he unlocks for you schematically works for a team like the Suns, doesn't work for a team like the Mavs. Um, NAVs were extremely effective in the three. Three out of the four games they played the Warriors this season when they were at full strength. They had one kind of no-show, but um, three and one in the head-to-head, and the three wins were all very convincing. Um, I think the Mavs are very live to go to the finals, and Luka's coronation as uh, you know, clear top three player in the NBA is going to be uh, warranted.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's not how I saw this postseason going, but what are you going to do?
1: no when we postseason started he was not even sure if we were going to see him there were some people that were pretty sure he was not coming back and they were very yeah. wrong and now he's looked he's not only come back he's playing extremely well so it is what it is um celtics heat is a little more interesting in my mind because i have some heat exposure got a little bit of celtics too but not a ton i've been betting the celtics game by game round by round more than the futures market because of the path was so difficult the way we talked and i think realistically i think you get a lopsided result in game one to to the heat and at that point i think you're going to get some nice uh prices on the celtics because celtics winning this you know losing game one and then winning four wouldn't be surprised uh although it is key the key thing to watch in game one and beyond uh is how often Spolstro employs the zone defense and what boston's answer to that is because spolstra did it early and often in the bubble conference finals and the celtics basically gave up on the season they (laughs) were like we can't solve this we quit we're going home and honestly like the heat down the stretch they played amazing basketball um from the all-star break on Uh, i mean that was
0: a different coach
1: well i'm saying the heat Oh, that was yeah 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 yeah,
0: bu- yeah. bubble the, and that bubble heat defense was kind of nasty for a bit
1: yeah they 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 were they were a lot better than I mean that was you know. that was
0: our squad I, I watched like a lot of those games I enjoyed the shit out of that team
1: they were great yeah they were great and we didn't see quite as solid a defense over the balance of the Philly series but they had it when they needed it in games five and six that's for damn sure um but no the heat down the home stretch. They were the only team that I really saw go toe to toe and like punch the Celtics in the mouth. Um, so this is going to be a really good conference finals. Uh the the Celtics hosted the Heat on March 30th. They were both playing for playoff positioning. Heat showed up, punched them in the mouth, 106-98 win. I think the Celtics were five or six point favorites in that game. Memory serves, I remember back in the Heat in that one and the Heat Basically, if you go back and watch any of that tape, you'll see exactly what they would intend to do in the close, like the fourth quarter closing, uh, you know, closing uh, stretch there. Uh, They flipped the switch. They did a bunch of innovative zone looks. They held the Celtics to 15 points in the fourth quarter of that game. Uh, And that was the difference in the uh, ultimately the final score. So Heat are going to be live in this series. But at some point, I would like to have a Celtics price so that I can make some money on the Of course that you one. would.
0: Yeah, I think waiting. I like the you talked me into it. Like if you want a Celtics price, maybe wait. Uh worked last week. If that was uh yeah. if that was the strategy you want to do against the box and get a better price. But there's been a ton of those. And I know that's a prop that happens at I mean, a lot of books offer that lose game one, win the series, or you know, win win game one, lose the series, however you want to phrase it, kind of prop. Feels like that's happened a bunch. I'm gonna have to go back and look. I'll be. I mean, are you going to buy out to a position where you're neutral, or you would you still be heat heavy? Who do you think if, uh, if there was no if there was no pricing and no betting involved, and it was a coin flip price, who would you be taking to win hmm. the series?
1: I would like. I did, the dream s- setting scenario for me is the uh, the heat win games one and two.
0: Well, yeah, if and then the box it sees yeah, it plus two twenty and plus four
1: hundred even it'd be it's gonna be a big number if they go back to the Garden 0-2, it's gonna be a big number.
0: They but they hadn't lost they wouldn't have lost a home game yet.
1: It doesn't matter. Sometimes is it the really market, four to market one market at tilts, that point? Yeah, yeah, the market tilts big time.
0: I'm saying plus two eighty. I'm sticking plus two eighty. Okay, and they'll split. They'll split the games, and we'll never know.
1: I would like three plus. <laughs> <laughs> I would like anything in three to three to one or better. Uh sure. I will take if there's a if if, if the heat just like absolutely skullfucked the Celtics in game one and the market really reacts, I might grab some before game two. Sure. Um, but uh ultimately I'm not intending to be heat heavy. I would lean Celtics, you know, the Celtics Mavs is probably my uh my you know my gut final call if I had to only pick one.
0: Sure, all right. Yeah, I'm go heat. I'll go heat Mavs.
1: Okay,
0: I'd watch that. I'll watch whatever. I'll watch the finals for sure. Heat Mavs
1: would be awesome. Yeah, Heat yeah. Mavs would be a great series. Celtics Mavs would be a great series. Um, yeah, Warriors I'm not, not going to pretend like I know it's War- happen. Warriors in the finals is gonna. Uh, that's gonna bum me out. Mm-hmm. Nobody
0: wants. That's why. I, that's again. That's why I want to kind of buy out of that position, dude.
1: Do you, because you I don't want to see a game it. six between the Grizzlies and the Warriors. The Grizzlies were just completely outmanned. And like, yeah, like that Grizzlies team going toe to toe with the Warriors for like three and a half quarters, that's not a good Warriors team. And all of the pieces that were written on Friday out of it. (laughs) Um, That is pretty good. That is
0: pretty funny. Yeah. Just the Harold Bob uh, takes have been good. Like, Oh wow. Weird. That franchise is suddenly fixed and everything's hunky dory in the front office and their star isn't unhappy anymore. And he's playing like he is a, a huge weight lifted off his shoulders.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things you can point to ultimately with the math a lot of people to Porzingis. the zingas yeah the coaching uh coaching kid kids coaching has been way better than real you know than what we had expected um the um uh i mean luke is going to be the best player on the floor in the western conference finals i don't think that's really that's debatable cool. um Cool is one-dimensional offense only. He's gonna That's get the only thing I he's like. gonna get abused defensively. Um the um I think a bunch of the Warriors are. No, here's the here's the thing: like the Warriors were just whooping and stunting and so excited to beat that Grizzlies team that was just completely outmatched, undermanned, and you know, still And fought it took hard. all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the pieces that were written on Friday of like Clay Thompson he's a leader, and a warrior, he's back. You know, like the the glowing stuff about the Warriors, all of it was like, oh my God, this is puke city. Like none of this is real or true. Like this is just glorifying them because people are like, they have have like a nostalgia wave. Like I remember the Warriors being good. I bet on them and I won a lot of money. Like they're the same (laughs) team. They're great. Like that's not it.
0: Yeah, last time I checked, the Splash Brothers are still there.
1: Yeah, and, and that's uh, yeah, is like the, right. the best either. player left in the playoffs. That's correct. He is uh, he's big a big Jimmy hair, Butler guy. hair 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 better than Jason Tatum Tatum, Tatum is yeah. meaningfully better than Jimmy Butler, but no Tatum uh, still has got to show us something intangible. In so Jimmy Butler You're honestly, in your honestly, yeah, and, and honestly, like if the Celtics flame out, don't win, you know, don't go to the finals and you can p- look back on like how hard that Bucks series was and say that's why. I think that's a rational call. Like that could be that that it is sometimes that is the way it goes. Um, last year the Bucks net series was the same way, but then the Bucks drew the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. It just wasn't anywhere close to the same test as this year with the Celtics drawing the Heat. The Heat are for real; they're good, and um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a series probably gonna see seven again.
0: I well, hopefully you're right on something because I did just bet, and it brings up a general betting question sure i think brett maybe brett brought this up somewhere too was um so i just i bet the heat because he talked me into it got minus 107 at bookmaker so i have the minus 108 both sides at bookmaker was that a choice you made when you first signed up no they they
1: they made those adjustments um beginning of last nfl season okay that's for all I the thought. major mar- for all the major markets that I okay
0: because somebody brought that up he's like oh you have the minus oh eight so I'm like is that are those the donkey lines they don't they don't give that to the good accounts like uh, you have to pay full ten cents I don't know oh, no no sides and I think, totals yeah. NFL sides and totals NBA have been now minus oh eight on everything Minnesota, I thought yeah. Yeah. yeah okay I didn't know if I had the the shitty account because they don't they don't respect Andy's uh tailing you guys in the NBA
1: was just in that account no, as well dude, it just all bets my all like, oh, uh, your guys is NBA. All of my uh, week one NFL lines right now are minus one oh eight. Um
0: okay, good. I feel better.
1: They're not gonna let you get down very much to win two thousand, but still that's cool. It's Um, cool that they're all up. We're gonna
0: get into NFL pretty quick here. I'm starting once the actual PGA championship begins, I'm gonna start doing some heavier NFL research Thursday and Friday, start looking at I don't know, like win totals are fine.
1: What a segue. Yeah, like what it tell is, me what do I need to know about this PGA championship before it gets started?
0: It's hopefully hard. I mentioned this this morning, um, talking to somebody else. I said, I talked and talked and talked up P- TPC Potomac how hard this course is going to be, and then out of the gate, like six guys go seven under in round one, and I thought I was a fucking idiot. And then, and then the, in the course bit back a little. Ended up the winner was only 8-under. Made me feel a lot better. I think probably similar, except okay. with an actual like really nice-looking course. Um, Ron over there, Bettsburg's Golf, wrote a really nice kind of summation of the changes they made because it, it is a PGA Championship. It's not that different from a U.S. Open. They want this to be a difficult course. They want it to be a challenge. They they don't want uh you know they don't want it looking like all the other tournaments throughout the season. So there was like I mentioned this off the air. They they had some cratering to the bunkers if you want or to the greens if you will, where there was a lot of things that were balls were funneling down. So they oh. shaved off the edges so that it's more of a runoff rather than a funnel in. They made it longer. They they did make T shots easier. They trimmed up a bunch of trees because that's the thing. It's eventually trees grow like yeah. eventually they they it just got skinnier and skinnier some of these corridors so they trimmed a bunch of trees and they widened some fairways so these fairways are like 40 yards wide they're wow. gonna be real easy to hit except for the fact that like every freaking hole is a dog leg and some of them have this weird oh my god Ron had a word for it there's a there's a fancy term for this it's like reverse it'll come to me either Dan, Dan will probably type it in the chat here. Cause he knows.
1: Undulation.
0: It. No, no, it's not undulations. One of the greatest golf course words, but it reversed. It starts with a C, but either way you, you have to, you have to work your way around a corner on your tee shot. But then at the same time, the fairway is tilted okay. down in the wrong direction. So if you screw it up, it doesn't. You can hit the center of the fairway if you don't shape your shot right. It's going to end up down in the rough, and it's it's nasty Bermuda green rough, and it's going to play fucking hard. Uh, reverse camber. Camber like, sounds like a really nice engineering word. That I is love,
1: camber is a nice engineering.
0: Yeah. So reverse camber. On. Thank you, Dan. Um, so it's going to be even though the fairways are wide, it's going to be hard to hit them for some people. People who hit a draw are going to be a lot uh, a lot more probably benefiting from some of those things. Who's and
1: an example of someone who hits a draw?
0: There's, it depends who you ask really on this. I don't know if I believe in a lot of this, but it, I mean, just go look at your list of guys who play well at Augusta. honestly. Okay. Like there's, it's kind of the same, the same list. Like I'm fine with people who can stay away from danger rights. Um, and I'm not really, I'm not really zoning in on that to start with. Although it is important, you need a good first shot if you want to hit a decent second shot, but it is going to be tricky for some of these guys with the winds kicking up. They're talking 25, 30, 40-mile-hour gusts Ooh. over Friday and Saturday <laughs> in the Ooh. middle of Oklahoma. Hopefully no tornadoes, but um, look, looking for guys who can play in some nasty weather and hit some tiny greens. So just it might just be European takeover. Are we just going to go nasty really? on it? And there's some guys that... Uh, like Fitzpatrick's been thrown a lot around today. Mm. The Irish guys, like they're, they're going to be fine. Lowry. In the sort of wind. Yeah. Lowry Roy, like they'll be fine in the wind. Um
1: Are so you on, I, are you part of this decky steam?
0: Kind of. Yeah. He's playing oh. so well. It was one of those where it's like, Oh, he was hurt for a month and now he's, now he sucks. A like all oh, these Harry Higgs, like what are we doing with? And I joke Harry Higgs is like 200 to one, but. <laughs> Hideki's number has been pretty low for a guy who played very well last week, and apparently is more than healthy. Like he's a former major. He, yeah, think of a course he won at, like I just spoke about. Like he's so. won at Augusta. Yeah. He's won some, and it's a bent grass, bent grass green course. He's going to be fine. It's uh, it's a little slower, I think, eleven or twelve in the stimp. So, I think he can play really well here. Like he's a guy I'm going to use heavily in DFS. And I'll probably have some outright some props on him as well. Matchups, yeah. There's some fades with like against Xander. Wait, <clears throat> is Xander?
1: Xander's, as we know from 80s mentioning last week, he's a big time trouble, right, guy.
0: Yeah. And I have a hard time betting on somebody who went. I said this to somebody who wanted to what be talked out of Xander. I said he shot 18 under for the weekend and finished fifth. Like, like he always just has one really bad day. I don't, and he can't. He just can't get there. Like he's he's a really good, maybe top ten, top twenty bet. But man, I just I can't picture Sander winning. No, but winning you know what match. I'm getting
1: at, right? Yeah, you yeah, know?
0: yeah. Trouble right, trouble right. I should pull okay. that up. I have my list okay. of trouble right guys I started to look at this morning.
1: Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, there were some people who are tying success at this course to they are like a lot of the a lot of the, um, uh, pros who were kind of probed on this were comparing Southern Hills to colonial. You put That's any fair. stock in that? Yeah. What do you think about I, a guy yeah. like Jason Kokrak who won a colonial last year and, uh, played pretty well this weekend?
0: I don't know. Kokrak's in a weird spot too. He's heading to the desert. <laughs> like he's, yeah. he's on the, he's on the outs. I don't know where the head is add on some of these guys who are definitely like one of them just decided I, a fully healthy guy to win a major and then just sit out the next year is so bizarre. Like from Phil, like that's how, how fucked his head is right now with the, the gambling stories and having to answer to the media for all this shit, just straight up skipping it. So I like Kokrak. I'll probably be using him again in DFS, but I don't know if he's a guy who wins here. Um,
1: what do you make of all the uh, story, stories around Phil?
0: <laughs> I don't think any of those sources are lying. No, I'm sure just it's a all straight true. Up I just meant
1: like like what is the society level impact that those have? People just kind of laugh and shrug and move on, or like everybody kind of knew this or assumed this was going on, or what? You know, I think your...
0: a lot of golf fans probably play golf and have bet on the course. Yeah. So I mean, if he would have like, it's so hard because it's not one versus one. You know, if he would have bet, if we found out he bet five hundred thousand dollars against himself in the match, or something, that's one thing. But you can't like fade yourself betting in golf, I suppose. Like, a, unless you find out he has seventy accounts, he's betting into all these paperheads and he's betting Phil to miss the cut. You know, it's, he was betting on himself with, you know, will I make this putt with people up in the in the booth yeah. and stuff? That's wild. But again, it's it kind of falls into the. That's the shit that happens on the golf course, like side bats, bingo, bango, bongo, playing AC dc Like, everybody's gambling on the course. I think it's a little more forgivable. Um, I don't know. Like, the the depths at which he was gambling is probably indicative of, like, a problem gambler.
1: Oh, yeah. That's oh, not much.
0: good. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he should look into getting some help for that. But he still... I think if it was just the gambling stuff and not the whole the whole Saudi thing, I think that would have been looked at in a lot easier light. But he gets lumped in with all these assholes who are making these you know, like Norman making these um, statements and then Phil is guilty by association because of that and Norman talks about the Kasogi execution as a, uh, of, you know, we all make mistakes and you know, that reflects poorly <laughs> on Phil and then Jesus, the Charlie Hoffman quote from today, where Hoffman was asked about Phil and he said, You know, Phil stuck his neck out and unfortunately he got chopped off. <laughs> it's like that is a, just <laughs> the poorest analogy you could have come up with, Chuck. Yeah. What are we doing here? So th- this whole thing yeah. has been about.
1: Mess. He messed with ISIS and he got the scimitar.
0: Yeah. He got the, <laughs> what? Oh my God.
1: I, I, watched,
0: <laughs> I watched part of one of those videos once. Never again. Never again. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That, that goes back to Cocrack. I still like him.
1: Okay. Uh-
0: <laughs> it's kind of the, I've, I've seen a bunch of discourse on what? Twitter the last yeah. few days about, th- this is just an interesting like thought topic. And I, I think there's no answer to this. I think it depends on what you want to do with your, you know, your gambling, your DFS, your fantasy. But a bunch of people are talking about um, Deshaun Watson in this kind of the same light. Like, you know, somebody says, I'm not drafting him on any of my teams because he's a scumbag. It's so, like, you know, and that's probably not the best financial advice if you're playing like high stakes fantasy or DFS. But, you know, if you're just goofing around with some home leagues and stuff like I'm whatever, take your stance on that. That's fine.
1: Yeah. Like, I I mean, I, I, I'm not I'm I've not going like to argue that.
0: like you're an idiot for, you know, not drafting a guy because you, you don't like him. That's it's your choice. But like. When it comes down to it if you are starting to if you are gambling serious money on golf you probably got to kind of disassociate yourself with some of that like hey this guy's a shithead i'm still gonna bet on him because that's a bad number that's yep. where i'm at
1: okay i won't um, draft
0: watson just because i don't know if he's gonna play <laughs> we'll know by draft time
1: if there's a karma in the world he's got he's got preseason. And ACL all written all over him. We're, but, yeah, we'll find uh, out pretty soon here
0: with the, the meetings coming up. We'll know what the yeah, uh, we'll the final know. fate of Mr. Watson is. So
1: um I I'm keep, just, I just keep tuning into Bovada Official for the uh for the news. <laughs> <That's interesting. laughs> I what don't was understand. that? I don't understand. Um okay, real quick. The uh the other like the real before moving off, Phil entirely. And just um, back to it, yeah. like
0: yeah. Uh, I, we talked about I was I was kind of building up to this and then he hit me with the draw question. Like the weather. We talked Irish guys' form. We talked about some guys that are playing good. Can hit a decent draw. It kind of all spins into Rory. And his number sucks. But Christ, like, he's played good lately. That last round at Augusta, which I know was pressure-free because he couldn't actually win. But some of his results, plus how he hits it, and uh, some of his tee shot issues from last year don't seem to be rearing their head now. Like, Rory you is a guy like... Choice? Yeah, like uh, Rom, Scheffler, Rory, like they're all right there. And Cantley is probably right there too. That's like my top four as far as win probabilities, how I have it. I don't have Speeth too far behind. I don't have Decky too far behind. I don't have Justin Thomas too far behind. They're all in that like close second tier. And just Jordan Speeth, this is his career slam course. Like this is uh, this is what he needs. I think. I think he just needs the PGA Championship to get him all. So I can I can cheer for that on a Sunday. I might just bet him, just because I wouldn't mind cheering for him to win something mm-hmm. close ish to home. Has he
1: played Southern Hills a bunch?
0: I don't know, but also I don't know if that matters because of the the drastic changes they made. Like when they played here in 07, it was it was gonna it's a different course from what it looked like in 07 for sure. And I'm not sure how much he's played here in the past whatever many years. So I don't know if there's a big advantage. It's it's long, it's wide, and it's going to be tough to hit some of these greens. So you need someone who chips. So I think there's going to be a lot of, oh, shit, almost hit the green. Need to get up and down here. Like, I'm fine with some of those guys I listed off already, all those great players. Yeah, I'm fine with all these great players who are like 15 to 1 because they're great players, but. I think Jordy'd be fine. He it's that strokes gained speed, meth. Like he is he does this shit. So yeah, it's it's long. So again, another reason to like Rory. It's not a bomb and gouge. You need to be able to hit it long and put it where you want, which if Rory's t shots are looking better, I think is a thing. So Rory cool. Decky speed, maybe that's my whole card. Yuck.
1: Wow. Chalk City yeah i just i don't, don't mind i don't mind faden and, and Scotty. at these prices this type of a field it's,
0: it's it's awful hard to like unless i find a fun baseball i definitely don't Harley mind fading
1: cantley cantley has not shown up in the majors for a while it was, it was the last best performance he's, he's had you know what's the last good performance he's had in a, in a major
0: he's so good too like he is
1: i know for sure there's His there's big chunks of there's big
0: chunks of the last two years where it's like he is the second best player in the world right now, and it's and then he gets to like he wins the B and again winning the tour championship is weird because he get the head start, but he won the BMW, um, U.S. Open last year. He was okay. I can't think of like him playing well at the Masters at all. I know he made the cut this year, but.
1: his best master's performance was in 2019 his best pga championship was 2019 his best u.s open was top 15 last year his best was 2018 so it's really it's been a while since he gave us much long beach kid by the way also born on uh dirtball St. patrick's day
0: that's his name I wonder if they did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, um, I'm I'm fine fading that the top top chalk if Rom or Scheffler wins, I guess so be it. But Rory 14, 15. Spieth at a bigger number than that, hopefully twenty ish, and then uh, Hideki can be his number got beat the piss up today. If you <laughs> can find if you can find it. something in the thirties, that's what you're gonna want to grab.
1: Uh, Where does that land? In that you think twenty two?
0: It's at uh, twenty four. Somewhere like that, it's hard to it's hard to imagine it going a lot more because there's so many big names at the top eating up some equity. Uh, longer shots, it doesn't feel like. Even though we had a two hundred and fifty to one la- win last year, it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of guys in the deep numbers that can win this thing. So, like, a- answer's too short for a course like this. You mentioned Kokrak, though; he's a buck buck twenty somewhere in there.
1: Yeah, I saw him one twenty five. I was going to take a little taste, but I wanted to get your opinion first.
0: Yeah, that's at at a big ass number for a guy who can play well. Like that's that's ish
1: I got some plus three seventy five top twenty for him too, which was fun.
0: Max Home playing well right now. <laughs> like he this is a good course for him too. He's like seventy to one. Fucking okay. just one.
1: Fading Morcala.
0: I don't know what's quite wrong with him. I like him a lot. And if he plays how he played last summer, uh-huh. he can win this. But at his current number, I'd struggle to like bet into that without seeing him play this course a little.
1: Okay. Fading He's one of those Smith. like
0: go go show me. That's hard to do, isn't it? Yeah. Like he was how many how many guys during the entire tournament in Augusta were actually live to win Two. that weren't Scotty Scheffler? One. <laughs> like, it was the, the um, almost, you know, yeah. let's not count the first 10 holes when everything's flushing up. Well, but he after was in, the,
1: he, he was live in the round and, one. He, uh, well, I mean, there were some other he guys had, that were... He had, what, yeah. eight birdies or something? Yeah.
0: There were some guys that were near it. But, like, if you get into day two, obviously he was very live because he was right there at the top. And huh. I don't know if anybody even really got super close to those two along the whole stretch of the damn tournament. So, if he's, if he's going to get... You know, bet the or if he's gonna get pushed up because of other guys getting bet, Cam Smith at 25 might be a good way to fill out my card. He was great, he's a great golfer. I'm I'm not sure what people like like if you had Cantley and Cam Smith at the same price, yeah. Betting Cam Smith and Morikawa again being a little unknown with how he's played. And it's funny, like his some of his stuff is just it's like, oh, he's above average. Well, he used to be elite like last year. And if he can't be elite with his irons, his putting's sure not going to get him there. So he's maybe not earning the price he has right now.
1: Okay. that's so, fair. Yeah, I like him, Smith. Okay. I like it. Um, Neiman, uh, Neiman
0: on Sunday pissed me off. The way. You in, Neiman? Just, fading Neiman?
1: D- fading DJ?
0: I don't know what to make of DJ, man. That guy can just rattle him off. He's Faden very Zander.
1: good. Faden Zal.
0: Yeah, he didn't look quite right last week. 40 to 1 is a tough look for him in this field.
1: Like You'd rather have Lowry than Zal at that price, right? Yeah. yeah. Faden Hoff. Yeah.
0: yeah, man. We talked about these greens being too hard much, to hit.
1: Too much ARG, yeah. strokes gained ARG minus a million is going to impact Yeah.
0: Them. If you end up 20 feet below the hole in some goofy grass and... You got a tiny little green with a runoff area. I feel like yeah. there's like one situation where he either puts a ball over a green or rolls no back man's. to him. <laughs>
1: <No> <laughs> like one of those just once.
0: horrible. Yeah. yeah. I can picture one of those. So, yeah. Hovland. Okay. It's hard hard for me to love him here. Okay. Brooks Kepka, Hard for me to love anywhere. He's just not playing good <laughs> golf.
1: Like. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, no. Good. Uh, good rundown. Thank you. Um
0: who do you like? Have, have you done any digging? You got a guy you like?
1: Um not yet, no. No. This was an information seeking uh, endeavor for me. I would you just know, tell you that I, I think there's probably like a this <clears throat> whereas the players felt very chaotic, like anyone could win and yeah. you wanted like a bunch of long shots in your in your queue and like some crazy stuff was gonna happen. This feels more like there's a crust of players who realistically have a shot here, and we yeah, know all their it's names. Where I'm at. And it's going to be a star-filled leaderboard on uh, on Saturday and Sunday, as my read. Uh, just a couple. That's of these a good guys segue. Might eject.
0: Your read, mm-hmm. that is a man whose skill set matches this course beautifully. Mm-hmm. Patrick Reed, in form two years ago, kind of crushed. Tor- doesn't he the tour grow? Crushes- They wouldn't give him, they wouldn't give him the, they wouldn't
1: give him a green book.
0: The best part was, did you, do you know what, so he, Justine accused the, basically the course and the course superintendent of giving Tiger, um, like secret information
1: inside info. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tiger, Tiger putted and set things up based on the pin positions from the senior championship that was held here last time. Like this is super public information mm-hmm. that he went and just, you know, probably had somebody get for him anyway, but yeah, it's uh, the, the shit's crazy, but it's funny. Cause like this course is perfect for Reed, but the driver changes and like just how he's played overall, it's, you can't bet him. It's 125 to one. I mean, if you think he just suddenly turns it around, maybe shows up with his old driver, but that's uh. That's probably a long shots. So that stinks because I used to. It's funny we we're just talking about betting on shitheads and terrible people, <laughs> and I kind of wanted, to, I kind of like Patrick Reed at this course if he 45. wasn't in such shit form. So maybe he shows me something on Friday or Thursday, and we uh, get Patrick Reed live, get the get the villain angle going.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, he's got to he's got to beat the whole tour and the tournament organizers apparently. So it's it's gonna be tough. The refs are against um, him. Yep. Yeah, Scott
0: Foster out there yeah, giving exactly. all the other golfers the uh, the advantage. <laughs>
1: um, talk a little French Open.
0: Yes, I did mention to you that uh, yeah, the deep dive degenerates chat was hopping with betting Iga. And parlaying it with stuff, which is fun. Iga. I say Iga.
1: Oh, okay. Well, it's it's uh it's the Polish name uh has a great meaning uh too, which really does fit her personality, I think, uh very well. You didn't tell um, me about the
0: entomology of the Yeah. Have
1: you ever heard of it? No, tell me. It's in Poland, it originates from La- the Latin word igneous or fire. Uh it like, was...
0: you know why? Because that's the kind of rock that's created by a volcano.
1: Exactly. That's great. Yeah, it's all it's all it's geology. all in the same it's all in the same uh in the same uh wheel tennis, bar, and... poland, geology, full Yeah, circle. Basically the fire god, ego the fire god. Um and uh, uh yeah wins, she's wins. on fire. Uh she has one won now twenty-eight, I believe, consecutive matches. It's hard to I do almost that. Want
0: to, I almost wanted, to, wanted well, her to lose coming oh
1: no, no oh i would have liked to, you wanted if you have liability you wanted exactly that which was she took madrid off and re you know regrouped and That's then fair. came back on a rome court that has just incredible um like if there's like a similarities course, yeah if you're if you're like oh i think colonial is a similar course to southern hill roman roman and and rolling Garros, like that's bang bang those two are like very very similar in terms of layout of the venue in terms of speed of the surface all of it um and so that was a huge bellwether that she came back and played as well as she did there she was dominant um i think she's only i mean she's not even dropping sets at this point let alone losing matches um her price when ash barty and this is a funny thing so Remember when Ash Barty retired? Yes, Ego was, was in the weird. midst of the of the double double. She doubled Indian Wells in Miami. She was kind of in the midst of that run where it yep. was like, "Oh wow, she is putting together some good tennis." She should probably be the favorite at, over rolling at Roland Garros over Ash Barty. Ash Barty's surprise retires, and I got as much as I could down at like four to one, five to one range, everywhere that would take a bet for Roland Garros. And honestly, if I had not done that, I think I would be in a better position right now because I would have been betting it more and more and more, more match, to and match. instead I was like, well, I got five, you know, four to one, five to one in pocket. Like, uh, I mean, I don't, how much more do I really need? Well, now I regret not having all of it because she's stuck there in the three to one range, even. two to one range, plus 150 forever and, and ever and ever and ever. And now is finally even odds win the tournament and um i mean honestly like you could give me uh i i it, i don't even really know who the second choice ought to be Hallop? i don't think so like her form has been garbage owns owns is uh, and we'll get to owns in a second because i think yeah. there's an even better bet to make with owns but owns um,
0: if Owens ends up in the right quarter
1: yeah, great, th- great bet for a quarter, I th- especially I the way she some... played in Rome. Absolutely. If um, if if,
0: yeah, if she finds herself in the right quarter, sure, um, Jabor is definitely live. So. Get a
1: quarter price for sure. I
0: love a quarter price because you can bet on a player that you love, and they don't have to beat a player that you know they just aren't going to beat. Um, yeah, Iga. Yeah. I got her at plus one fifty this morning somewhere, which felt good. pretty that was good. So good. And yeah. it's it's plus one ten there now. So okay. those are those are going like hotcakes. Um I'm happy to have a big old chunk of her now. And uh do you worry about the balls at all? Rome no. uses Dunlop a lot of the tour and then we're going to the Wilson balls.
1: Yeah, that it, it, it is what it is. It was a bigger problem when she won in the fall and the conditions were were wetter and the ball was heavier oh, like look. it's not as big of a different big of a deal uh looking at the weather right now if the Paris, weather's the fine yeah. Weeks, yeah um i and honestly like i i think the only match that i would even remotely sweat like is there a head-to-head against a player where she would be less than minus 400 by my numbers and the only player I give any kind of life to is Sacre. If she runs into Sacre and all the pressure is on Iga, that's not going to be great because Sacre is nasty and beater. I think at the earlier you
0: run into Sacre the better, or not at all.
1: Yeah, or not at all. Like especially if she's on the other side of the draw and she folds at some point, and um, you know, then it is what it is. But I honestly like against the next best player in this tournament, I make Iga minus four hundred so she's going to win seven matches and a second slam and it's going to be awesome and uh i think we can all celebrate that because like the, like you had you had obvious conviction betting a player like nadal when he was plus 100 ish and it was like this you remember is, the year
0: this is a real thing though Brent, too.
1: well pink and Penko for what for what it's worth Penko um that doesn't have her number but has gotten her twice in the last calendar and, year which and is weird.
0: when when Pinko is like doing the thing where she's playing at the yeah. top of her game, she's hitting four hands like a man. You're playing a man <laughs> yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they've showed, yeah. like they show her, like her yeah. forehand speed. It's stupid. Yeah. It would
1: have been like the fourth or fifth fastest in the men's tour. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's that, that's that is a very very real threat, and I'm excited to see the draw. That's but where like,
0: I wish it was best of five because Penko never went like, best of five. To put
1: a little with. perspective on this, though, like Iga's now being priced for the French Open like Rafa was. You remember the year that Rafa did the deca deca deca. Yeah, he won his 10, 10th tenth, tenth Monte Madrid. Carlo, his Monte Carlo, 5th, his tenth Barcelona. He got his fifth. Uh, he did ten Barcelona, ten Monte Carlo. I think he got his fifth Madrid, and he won his tenth so, Rome, all in the same year. And he was going for his tenth RG, and like that year, I think he went off minus one twenty five, and like the fair price. Probably should have been minus 500 like pre tournament. Like he wasn't losing. Like there's just, there was just nobody that really realistically could muster a challenge. And it's best of three on the women. So it's never, you're never going to get a price that's that aggressive on her just because best of three is a little more random. Yeah. Um, you know, in general, the women's tour is a little flatter than the men's in terms of how much separation there is from players at the top of the next tier. But the rest of the women's tour right now just
0: kind of sucks. I don't know fair, what's Brett. going on. Yeah, Panko losing to Lauren Davis. <laughs>
1: it's not a good Multiple sign. Breaks, yes. No, Panko. Um, was wh- where
0: would you put? And just you spoke about like who's the second best. I don't think Sabalenka yeah. should be. Oh no. In that no, conversation, no. she's, she's she's in that clear third tier with Bibi and Muguruza on clay, maybe. But uh, Paula Bedosa compared to Simona Halep right now,
1: if you were if you were facing one one of them in the
0: final. Yeah, like if if you had your all your you have all these tickets you do it's not if this is not a hypothetical, you have you have Shwitek in the finals. Yeah, I'm gonna say her name wrong both ways. Yeah, and she is. Would you rather have her facing Hallip or Bedosa?
1: I guess Schwietek. Guess <laughs> I
0: I guess Schwietek. Would you rather have her facing Paula Bedosa yeah. or Simona Hallip? And
1: I can either, those names right. either of those two players, I'm looking for all game lines. Ega's beating both of them 6-2. Yeah, 6-2. Who, who, who is better out of those two, in your opinion, according to your numbers? Uh, Badosa, but it's marginal, and I don't think either one realistically has a chance. Uh, Sign Collectibles brings us brings up Anna Samova. She is the one that her current price is the farthest off my number like quarter in price. that kind of second tier. She's a good quarter price, yeah. I think so, too. I think so, too.
0: Uh, ah, yeah. men's. Tough, we got man. co-favorites, essentially. Almost do you want going to set it,
1: the table of how we I'm got here?
0: set it at three co-favorites, really, because it's yeah. close enough. Nadal's number is not so far off. Novak and Alcaraz to be considered second tier, and I'm just not going to disrespect the man, even though he looks like he might be on the downswing. But, yeah, set, set the table with the, maybe the people that haven't paid attention to what okay. Carlos Alcaraz there has done. This
1: are, there are three men with a realistic I've shot to joke. win this. <laughs> there are three men with a realistic shot to win French Open. 1A is Djokovic, 1B is Alcaraz, and 2 is Rafa. And, and when I say realistic shot, I'm saying, like, greater than 5%. Like, there's maybe a five ish percent chance that Sisyphus wins, maybe a two or three ish percent chance that Zverev wins. Don't
0: you say Zverev is going to win? This.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, like, both those guys, what they need to go right for them to win this tournament is they need the draw to break perfectly where Alcaraz and Djokovic meet in the semifinals or quarterfinals and have a bloody war. Yeah, like you need a five hour bloodletting with Alcaraz, like coming through, and then now all of a sudden Sisypas has a chance. <laughs> like, that's kind of where the state of the tour is right now. And I put 1A and 1B Alcaraz, and, and or, you know, Djokovic and Alcaraz, and we'll get to why in a second. But Rafa is clearly on the second tier, and the reason is he, you know, he was absolute hot fire to start the season. Wasn't losing. One won the Australian Open in one of the most memorable tennis matches of yeah. our lifetime. Yes, my God. Um, and uh, and then backed it up with an incredible run at Indian Wells where he ultimately lost the final to Taylor Fritz after getting injured in the semifinal to Alcaraz. Um and Rafa was showing a lot of like wear and tear on that run. Like he usually doesn't shoot that you know, fire that many bullets that early in the season, and you know, it was clearly impacting him. Uh he took all of Miami off. He took the beginning ha- of the clay court European swing off, didn't play Monte Carlo, didn't play his home, you know, his home court Barcelona. No. Um went to Madrid, which is not his preferred speed, got beaten by Alcaraz, convincingly, I thought. And then
0: convincingly
1: uh, enough for a legend. Convincingly enough for a legend. And then um and then in Rome. Up against Shep, Shapovalov in a match where he was clearly in control. He re injured or more seriously injured his foot in that match. And there were stretches where Shapovalov won like 10, 15 straight points. And I was like, oh, like he's fucked. Like it's over. Like there's no way he's winning Roland Garros. Like I'm like watching that second set implode and then the third set where he just couldn't move, it was like, he has no chance. I don't care if he has two weeks to rest. I don't care if he gets to break every other day. Like his body is not going to hold up for best of five tennis. It's just not happening. So Rafa is out of consideration realistically, even though he is kind of the greatest player of all time. So he has to be in the discussion. Uh, ultimately, full, he's full just LeBron make, on us.
0: Like yeah. just ain't but, happening anymore.
1: Yeah. I'll, I will be less surprised if he does not, if he ultimately withdraws at some point than I will be if he wins. It's
0: fair. Yeah, he's carrying a couple injuries now. His shoulder wasn't right. At the foot. Um, all right. Let's let's say he's injured and he either withdraws or he loses in the fourth round to, you know, doesn't matter. Sinner, FAA, somebody of that tier, that fourth, fifth tier, that is good enough to beat an injured Rafa, especially after yeah. some. Yeah. I, I guess I could put Casper um Sure. Medvedev, Shapovalov, any of those guys. So.
1: Medvedev now.
0: Let's. I, I, Medvedev can beat an injured Rafa. Like if it's the third round and he's there. Like yeah, I guess so. In, in best of five. Okay. It, yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not like.
1: Okay. Sure. All, 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 yeah. There, there's I, I agree. Reason, yeah. There's a reason.
0: There's a reason his name was after all those other guys. Yeah, okay. All right. Let's say. Let's say something happens where we get Joker and Alcaraz in the top half.
1: Yes. And very 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 likely. Very very yes, very possible. It is. Super. You could have. You could have Joker Alcaraz in the same quarter. You yeah. definitely can have them in the same half.
0: Just the, the way they draw these things based on ranking sucks sometimes. And this is, I, I, I almost have, I'm asking this because I really, really feel like this is going to happen. We have them in the same half. Maybe even God help us in the first quarter. Um, Dicky I love that. Is there somebody you would like a price on to reach the final out of, I don't know, maybe those names I na- named and, you know, since the pasta's number isn't going to be great, but. Center yeah, yeah. FAA. Yeah, I
1: don't yeah, know about yeah, yeah. the
0: Russians. Like, I, I don't know if I could bet the Russians. Rublev over Medvedev, maybe. But uh, Dennis, Diego, Dominic, the three Ds. Like, is yeah, there yeah. somebody? No, is there? I'm looking at bigger prices. Yeah. Like, is there somebody you'd like as a price to reach the final if uh, those two men were in the other half?
1: I would take uh, FAA. He showed the most. He showed the he showed you the most um, compelling tennis. I thought. Uh, in his quarterfinal loss to Djokovic so Djokovic we'll go real quick on his story his arc and then cover Alcaraz and then you know maybe I'll help sort this out but the answer to your question is FAA at a price if those two guys are on top I'd be could 2250 in- that'd be nice that'd be wonderful yeah that'd be wonderful. of um, wonderful Djokovic's arc the f- fiasco of getting deported yeah, this is a in Australia arc. The playing not at all or poorly after getting sick in the winter, ultimately missing all of Indian Wells in Miami. So just not getting the reps. And he's a rhythm guy that needs the reps, needs to work out his game. Comes back for clay season, was miserable in his first four or five appearances on clay. Ultimately finds something uh, of a rhythm in Belgrade, loses to Rublev in the final, played, I thought, well at Madrid. But gets ousted by Alcaraz in what was the best clay match we've seen so far this season. That Djokovic Alcaraz clay match was incredibly high quality. I it bet was it was so Alcaraz
0: the next day because I'm like, how can you get up after that? I lost yeah. that.
1: It was crazy. It was crazy, um, and he was kind of hurt. And he was kind. He, hurt, he, his was hurt, against, he hurt his foot against. He first his foot against Rafa. Beat Rafa. Beat Joker, and then utterly embarrassed Sverev in the final. Like just took his pants down it was an embarrassment yeah, i couldn't even um, get the
0: handicap there but
1: yeah so uh so joker uh is playing as well as he was playing coming into Roland garros last year where he defeated an informed nadal and won a title so his 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 form is sterling right now it is excellent and it is because he played his way into shape at the madrid uh tournament and then put a cherry on top in rome like he was awesome in rome he, you know, he didn't beat Nadal head to head. He didn't beat Alcrez head to head. Didn't matter. He was he he took on all of those second comers that you mentioned and he beat them all, I thought pretty convincingly, including FAA, including Rude, including Sitzpas. And of those three, I thought FAA had the most compelling game against him in terms of quality of tennis. And FAA still is has had highs that have been better than the other guys in the last six months, I think. His US open run was great. His uh, he showed us some good stuff at uh in the world tennis, you know, kind of at the beginning of the season. Um so it was uh uh they got they got the ATP Cup for Canada, uh, right? This is
0: this is I, um, I didn't get your reference, Brett. The Dickie G reference. Yeah, Richard um, Gasset, I, right? Well, I didn't realize that was uh Joker's next match here in Geneva. Oh, okay. Tomorrow tomorrow, Dickie G. And uh <laughs> Joker, Joker, or and Medvedev, excuse me, Medvedev, Medvedev, yeah. Medvedev, and Gasquet tomorrow.
1: Yeah, Joker's taking the week off. For, for Gasquet
0: still playing tennis.
1: Yes, he's Eddie. He's he's, he's, he's he's a workman like uh, you know guys. Yeoman, he'll give you Yeoman-like. two sets. Um, so, uh, yeah, Did I the think piss uh, out a
0: millman yesterday.
1: Alcaraz, we don't really need to cover much, but I will tell you this: he was incredible at Indian Wells. He was incredible at, in Miami. He won Miami, but his his path in Miami was easy. So I don't, you can't write too much into what he did in Miami, in my opinion. But it was important to get a first Masters one thousand. Um, he got kind of punked in Monte Carlo, but then bounced back and won Barcelona, and then Madrid, which was an amazing success story for him. Like that was just a like an all time run, like a crowning kind of your you've arrived. Uh, as a real competitor. He's 19 years old. There's a lot of parallels to Nadal's first Roland Garros win when he was 19. And so there, and a lot of people kind he's of drawing. He's like a
0: brick shit house.
1: He is He's ripped, yeah. And he is, uh, and he, his game in general is fun to watch. It's fun, easy to cheer for. And he kind of fits that category of a guy who's like got the imagination of the, you know, the hardcore tennis fans in terms of what he ultimately will accomplish. And so everybody wants to be riding the wave when he wins his first major. And they, a lot of people think it's going to be this one. I do not think that, though. I'm uh, I'm out on the Alcaraz winning this particular major unless somebody else takes out Djokovic because that particular match is where it comes to an end, whether yeah, it is the quarterfinal, is a semifinal, or final based. level. I just don't think he's... I, I make Djokovic minus 200 in that head-to-head on best of five. And ask, the idea... I, yeah,
0: Ask... Uh, Ask our guy, our IG model there, sit to boss, I'll best of five against that asshole. Yeah, it's not good. It's you not easy. You can be in control. And getting that, that third leg down, my god, it is, he is a menace when he wants to be. And just, I mean, he's probably the best ever. Like, I love Roger Federer, and I was always a Fed fan, but Joker might be, and again, we're on clay, this is, if you want to be best ever on clay, it's not Joker, that's clear, but Man, he's probably the best to ever do it. And best of five is fucking hard. (laughs) So I'm with you there. I don't know. 200 minus 200 is a big price.
1: Here's the other thing that I will just tell you and put this in the back of your mind for these types of scenarios in your future years, because it always happens. The younger players get overrated for best of five at the French Open in general. Because... They play a bunch of best of three every single day leading up to it. Yeah. And it's a very different type of format that rewards your ability to bounce back quickly and do it again the next day and do it again the next day. And you don't get you don't need the you know you don't get the day's rest. But not the only grind of the it, match doing itself it the is not the yeah. same. It's not the it,
0: same. Not, not yeah, not only doing it again the next day, but even the walkovers. And I shouldn't use the word walkover because that actually means something different in tennis. But you know, some <laughs> of the you know, some yeah. of the you play a lucky loser, you yeah. play a qualifier, you play yeah. an also ran, an unseated player, you beat them handily, you're still on the court for like an hour forty-five sometimes. And then you just keep adding that up. Like some of these matches take a long, you end up, and again, it's clay, longer rallies, an extra set. Like that match time adds up even for the guys who are romping. And some of the young guys who haven't done it over and over and over, like, you know, the, the old guard here, that is a grind, especially if it's warm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so in general, um, the adjustment to winning best of five, it's going to take time. I don't if he does it this year like that Eavis that just adds another layer of brilliance to what ultimately will be his story. Um but when Rafa busted out in his first Roland Garros win and he was 19, the field was not this good. There was not a Djokovic in that field. Right? Like he was beat. he was beating up on a tour that had nowhere close to the athletes that <laughs> exist in today's tennis. Like it was just a different game. Um so I think the idea that a 19-year-old kid with no, you know, whose best ever Grand Slam was a quarterfinal loss last year at the U.S. Open, I think, um, it's just going to take more time for him to, like, learn the game uh, at the best of five level before we get to that point. Um, The number one seed when Rafa Nadal won when he was 19, it was Fed, yeah, who had never won a French Open. Yeah, uh, the number two seed was Andy Roddick. The three seed, Marat Safin.
0: You know um, who was seeded thirtieth that year?
1: Uh, <laughs> was it Richard Gasquet? It was Richard Gasquet. I pulled up it was Dickie the same thing. Dicky G. <laughs> Tommy Haas.
0: Dickie this is a trip down. Tommy Robredo. Oh, there was some Carlos great Moya. Interview.
1: Yeah, Carlos Moya was in that field. Oh my God! Wow. Oh, um, the Colonel was seeded 29th. <laughs> Robin <laughs> Robin see. Soderling for a uh, oh
0: future winner, Robin uh, he Soderling. Had, he had, had won. In yeah, he he
1: won the year that Nadal didn't, where he got hurt, right?
0: Yeah, I think he won in like oh it, f- oh f- shit, what was it? Oh nine.
1: Yeah. Did he win? Yeah. One? So Nadal's path that year, he beat David Ferrer in the quarters, he beat Roger Federer in the semis, and he beat Mariano Puerta in the finals okie doke career high number nine in the world different different bracket entirely Alcaraz I- honestly like I said there are two paths to Alcaraz winning this title somebody else beats Djokovic or Djokovic beats himself a la hitting a lines person in the neck with a ball you know like that's maybe <laughs> the only thing that I shit happens <laughs> that shit has- happens <laughs> like, that got team is first title right
0: I mean it's That's happened. It's not it's not like it doesn't happen that off. I mean it doesn't happen that often. It's not like it happens to every tournament, but I mean just in the past few years, Shapavala fucked up a ump real good Ooh, Yeah, he did right in the face. Um,
1: Davis Cup. Uh the uh um just a, a quick RIP. This video. is good.
0: Chilich won the boys single title that year. Thank <laughs> you for that. Holy shit. Oh, yeah.
1: Um the uh, yeah team, real quick, is going to be taking the court, I suppose. He lost again today. Um, he now has, I think, a... Tw- this is like hard to do because of the way rankings work. I think he has yeah. a 12-match losing streak. You have to right start uh, so highly. <laughs> you, <laughs> you have, yes. To play in 12 consecutive tournaments and win in round one every time. That's a hard... That's a hard pull. And he lost today as a minus 200 favorite against Chechenado. Uh, which is really something. Chechnato hasn't been good in forever. So,
0: remember, when, um, remember when uh, Patrick McEnroe couldn't say his name because he can't say anyone's. Like oh, we made yeah, fun of I'm me sure. for not saying names, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Like that yeah. guy's his job,
1: dude. Oh my god, this bracket of the boys uh, French Open in two thousand five is insane. Do you see this? Did the you quarterfinals? The quarterfinal match featured Andy Murray over Juan Martin Del Patro. Well,
0: oh, it's just a, a future future t- things to come.
1: Murray then lost to Marin Cilic. On the bottom, you had a Lucas Lachko uh, against Sam Querrey. Uh, Sam Querrey made it to the quarterfinals of the boys' French Open. Alexander Dolgopolov, the uh, master fixer. I mean, what a what a what a cast of characters here!
0: I've never heard of the lady who won the girls, but Azarenka and uh, Bakasinski, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: Ekaterina Makarova, Niklusu, Niklusu. I can never say that one right. Monica from uh, Monica from Romania, Nicolescu. There we
1: go. Nicolescu was
0: none man. of those girls won the final? Mm-hmm. Was some other Romanian. Versus Agnes Zafe. Zave.
1: She got career high number thirteen. Yeah.
0: All right. As we go down, this is uh, going down. Two thousand five women's, not women's, girls Girls. bracket from the French Open. What else does that leave us today (sighs) before we sign off? Hmm. I know.
1: What's that? Oh, the freakness. What's your take on this?
0: epicenter is probably over bet overpric- oh, yeah. overpriced yeah. Like based on oh shoulda won shoulda coulda woulda and now the 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 betting is are just the opening numbers here is probably wrong
1: yeah so yeah. um a lot sure, of Smaller field ar- though a lot of steam around early voting who has taken the cloud computing path of skipping the derby even though he was eligible to run in it uh faster you know it's a good, good that horse has some speed so uh, I get why he's seven to two and I'm interested there. Secret oath of course was your Kentucky Oaks winner. Dwayne Lucas horse um, Philly running against the boys at nine to two is a little, little bit steep there. I uh, wouldn't get involved simplification. I wasn't really impressed with anything he's done this year. Um, so this is uh early voting or something crazy happens.
0: Yeah. I might look at Armagnac and some uh, exotics. Nice. Cause I've, Bought Armagnac last year when I was <laughs> coming up with that recipe. Remember around the Christmas time? I
1: do. Yeah. I had to make
0: a Brandy Alexander, and I love it. It took me a long time to find Armagnac in the damn store. I love it. It's by the cordials.
1: I like oh, Skippy Longstock. Is... Wait, what was the hit... what was the last one the race right one? This is what was right. the last horse? Danface. Slippy Longstocking. That's a great name.
0: Yeah, it's funny how like the steam just comes out, and not only because it's just the second race and not many people are as excited about it but not having the derby winner in it losing the chance for the triple crown that kind of takes some of the air out of the balloon too but yeah and
1: it's a shame too because i would have liked to have had any kind of bet against rich strike in this type of race it's a very different race
0: there were yeah and there were some uh um, there were some props on that you could bet like
1: Oh no! Yeah, Rich triple crown.
0: Though. No, which no. looks pretty good now.
1: <laughs> it's in good <laughs> shape. I think you're in good. Shape.
0: I'm still mad about God. Who was the horse uh, last year? Where we had some triple crown yeses at a bad number. Oh, tis
1: the law at fifty to one.
0: Tis the law, fifty to one to triple crown. Oh, I wanted three. that one. I wanted that one so bad. I
1: know. I did it was
0: just a bad, bad price. A
1: super, super bad price. Did he? He already won the first one.
0: No, but like the first, um, it was, it was just right. Wrong. He was
1: like a heavy favorite at the Belmont or something. Well, he
0: and, wasn't. He wasn't favored yet because, like, uh, we had some some horses bow out. Remember? Yeah. It was like uh, one yeah. of the Bafford yeah. horses. Was, well, that was
1: the COVID year too, and they ran the Belmont in June, and then the other. Well, they two did it out of order. In yes, I mean, I remember, Yeah. Yeah. Game yeah, winner, you said
0: Belmont. Was... I'm like, no, that's not right. We did it before the race. Yeah, they did Belmont. They was did the first of of the three.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, I don't have any strong takes. I'll watch it and I'll bet it, but I don't yeah, think. Yeah. If somebody, a somebody has a hot horse take,
0: you you know where we live. Hit us yeah. on the Twitter. Tell me what to bet.
1: Epicenter's got the speed to win, but six to five is bananas. It'd be boring. Like, yeah.
0: I'll I'll do a I'll do a try box with Epicenter keyed with some bigger prices. Yeah. Just in case, but there you go. Otherwise, it's gonna I'm gonna go wacky with it.
1: Hey, um. Uh, speaking of getting wacky, did Can, you play? that
0: that was, what was the horse? The horse that dropped out
1: it was, it was Nadal. Yeah, Yeah, thank you, Brad. Um, speaking of getting wild, uh, the NFL schedule came out. Did you make any bets in any Nothing. award markets or division markets after seeing the schedule?
0: Nothing yet. The only awards I have sitting are, Mechie and Olave to be rookie of the year. Those are my
1: Mechie two. yeah, and John Olave. Mechie.
0: Mechie and Olave; those are my two uh, rookie of the year bets. I think I'm going to look at my futures tab here. I think that might be it for NFL.
1: Cool. Um, I bet uh, Hutch. Oh, I bet, I bet T-Rex. Uh, I bet T-Rex Arm Hutchinson to win defensive rookie of the year. I'm starting I, to. I'm. I'm starting to find ways to get a little exposure to the Lions. I. I coach of, of the you. year, twenty-five think, to one.
0: I think we're team lions this year. The I example. think this this is where we this is where we align.
1: I liked so the what I liked about the Lions schedule is they set them up for a, a mid season win against the Packers, which is kind of nice. And uh they're just in general, like their sequencing I thought was pretty good. Um I and uh Hutchinson
0: USFL right now.
1: <laughs> Hutchinson, uh yeah. If basically if the Lions make the playoffs, I think Dan Campbell's live for coach of the year. So I took some of that at 25 to one Hutchinson. uh, He gets a 10. He gets, he gets to play the bears twice. So he gets a 10 sack head start on the field. uh, It's a similar,
0: it's a similar situation to, you know, what, what we kind of outlined with, I think the Eagles one year, we've done this with a few coach of the years, like they can win, Like this many games, but would you rather have an alt win total or to make the playoffs, or would you rather have coach of the year at like 30?
1: Yeah, because the Lions
0: get some exposure to a couple different because the
1: Lions to win the NFC North is like 12 to 1. Yeah, you're telling me if if that team wins that division, that he that Campbell is in auto getting that award? No, Campbell's getting it. Like, no, it, like somebody yeah, else is going to have to 17 or, and 0 yeah. and to get a one seed, and for Campbell not to get it if the Lions win the North, and so 12 to one versus 25 to one, easy call.
0: If Andy Reid goes 16 and one, and Dan Campbell wins like over the Packers and Vikings, I think I'd still give it to Dan Campbell because the expectations, like beating the expectations by that much.
1: Yeah, yeah. The only other thing that kind of crystallized as I went through all the schedules. um, did you see how absolutely brutal the last month and a half is for the Bengals?
0: I haven't really dug in that deep, to tell you the truth. So I'd it's like to see that.
1: Unreal. It is unreal. Um, they finish with uh, coming out of their bye. Okay.
0: Well, late bye. So late bye. Late bye. By. So late can- bye. First of all, that's a bad by. thing.
1: Late by week 10 uh, coming out of their week there. They're by this is November 20th. They're at the Steelers at the Titans back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. W- winnable games. Then they get Chiefs Browns. Those Bucks. are not easy road games though. No, 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 not easy road games. They got Chiefs and Browns at home. Okay. Then they go at the Bucks at the Pats. Then and they get the bills and the Ravens at home
0: late <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing the Browns later rather than early is bad. Cause yes. you get Watson instead of, uh, Probably yeah. Mayfield.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that stinks. They I mean, like realistically, in that stretch of Chiefs home, Browns home, at Bucks, at Pats, Bill's home, Ravens home. That is six games to end your season where you're gonna <sighs> be a dog in all six of those games. My daughter watches that Ravens home. I'd hate that show.
0: <laughs> um so, you know, Patrick though. I mean you're or Ryan, you're on. Like, I'm gonna have to look at the Ravens. A little more at the roster, although I, I don't mind what they've done. And they were just unlucky as all shit with injuries yeah. last year. Like Ravens division tickets don't sound crazy.
1: You know what the problem with that is? Um the Browns schedule. Is it soft? The first four are like Yeah,
0: oh, I did see that. They gave them the soft part soft. during the the expected um you know suspension. The the schedule yeah. did open up pretty. Rounds
1: start out with Panthers, Jets, Steelers, Falcons. So four games with no quarterbacks.
0: Steelers,
1: Falcons. Yeah. You get Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, well, Mitchell Trubisky, win some games and Marcus Mariota defense. in your first. In your first four games.
0: I don't think the Steelers are going to be as bad as people think. That that'll be. I'll leave with that one.
1: Yeah. If the yeah.
0: offensive line plays better. Yeah.
1: I think I think more realistically, um Lions get a playoff spot, but that even that price is like 4 to 1ish versus Campbell 25 or 30. I see, I Steven says he's a 34 out one out there. So as always, shop around, um get the best Mama price said. available. Um Could but yeah, so Campbell long. Campbell and the Lions make the playoffs is like 4 to 1 when the division is like 12 to 1. His coach of the year is highly correlated with both of those. And then uh, Hutchinson, uh, you know, 10 sacks against the Bears. He just needs like two or three more. And he's going to be uh, your DROI, I think, even with this tiny arms.
0: Yeah, I get that. Did the Packers or Vikings? I'm just thinking of teams that get to play the Bears like, a bunch, like you said. Uh, the Vikings safety. are safety. No, I mean, but the Vikings, I'm, I'm thinking Defensive Rookie of the Year. The Vikings took uh, a safety. Quay
1: Walker to the Packers. He might get a bunch of tackles, I guess.
0: I don't know. Tackles don't do it, though, man. You need sacks and picks. Really, really need sacks and picks. So Quay Walker, I don't... uh, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you've watched some Georgia games. He's a true linebacker. He's not lining up on the edge.
1: That's my understanding.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's more of a...
1: There was just it's, too many. There was too many three, good defensive players. Really, it's those three. Ed, it's the three edges that are competing for this award. Yeah, Hutch, Walker, and uh, and Thibodeau. And honestly, of those three teams, the Lions are the nice. team that I think has a realistic shot to make the playoffs. And defense could go from 20, you know, bottom five to league average, and people will fall out of their chair like, oh, my God, look how great the defense has done this year compared to last year, you know?
0: Yeah. There's legitimately too many defensive players from Georgia to keep track of.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like,
0: like five went in the first round, right?
1: Uh, Yeah. Walker. Yeah. Jordan Davis, Davis. Walker. Walker. Way, Seen. Wyatt. And, uh, Wyatt. Yeah. Wyatt
0: and Scene. yeah. Jesus. Yep, yep, yep. Lance early. All right. Yeah. Dan says not really a pass rusher. So it's hard. Although we've seen a linebacker do it Yeah. recently.
1: Yeah. Okay. Although well,
0: they lined, they lined him up to, you know, he got put in a beautiful position. Maybe read that. And that's the thing. Read quotes, read preseason shit, follow what teams are doing in camp there's one of these linebackers that did maybe they did some pass rushing earlier in their college career and a team thinks that that's where they fit in and they have a schedule against a bunch of soft offensive lines maybe there is some long shots there to be had with some of these guys because you think, i don't think anybody was anybody even talking no. you know the cowboys defense setting up for a kid to win defensive rookie of the year preseason i didn't hear it no we didn't say it
1: no, I thought he was just going to get ta- like traditional linebacker role and response. And honestly, like some of his preseason stuff, they had him out in coverage getting cooked.
0: No, yeah, that's where like pay attention, keep track of like where some of these guys are. If you have a if you have a PFF subscription for other reasons, that's a really good thing. They have they show you where people are lining up every game and splits. You can kind of glean some things from there. Like I don't think the Jags are going to be good. Yeah, Devin Lloyd, I can't bet on Devin. I'm just looking at. Uh, oh man, there's a good, good one from Penn State, but he's not going to be on a very good defense either. <sighs> some of these teams, some of these players, just end up on the wrong teams. I think sometimes. Uh, Ajabo, probably not. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying. I'm trying to force him at now. I think it's yeah. going to be
1: Hutchinson. I got one I got of those some, three, six, some six to one on Hutchinson. I think that's betable, and I think it's. A three three man race realistically. So sure. We'll All right. So. Well,
0: well, we'll we'll probably talk some more football before the season starts. We'll get there.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: Wednesday. pass-perversary.
1: Yeah. We'll see you guys then. All right.
0: It's like a throwback edition. Oh
1: yeah. Dance. I know, I remember
0: that one. First coach is fired. Market Sam says rule is good to let Snyder. It's hyperbolic, but probably not wrong.